The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. I don't even know how to start right now because yeah. I'm just so excited <laughs> staring at you. She's really right in front of me right now. We're at the Dear Media studio. Um, and I only have two best friends and she's one of them. And she's here today. She's not an expert. She's not a celebrity but she is probably the most influential person to me, one of the most influential people to me. And what I love about her, by the way, her name is Sarah Sohn. Hello, Hello. Sarah Sohn. Hi. Is that she just has a fascinating, I don't know, life because not only is she beautiful and a mom, but she's also Korean, but her first language is Spanish, born in Guatemala. Um, she used to be in a K-pop group. Sorry, I had to throw it in there. I That's had rude. to. I had so to. Rude. Um, yeah, she's just a fascinating person. And she's also a stay-at-home mom. We are best friends. And we have very different views on things. But that's why I want to bring you on here because mm-hmm. I feel like you and I have had this relationship for such a long time, but we're still, you know, we still have our views, but we're still best friends. Um, so welcome. Thank welcome, you. Sarah Son, a.k.a. Mama Son. Happy to have you here. Just so delighted. Can you introduce yourself just a little bit about your background and what you do and where you came from? Well, you mentioned the K-pop thing, so that, you know, was pretty much the biggest thing. <laughs> I am a stay-at-home mom. I have been for about 10 years. I, you know, dab in projects here and there when I can, but yeah, 99% of the time. I'm home uh, raising my children, taking care of my house and my husband. Um, And I love it. And I really wanted to have this conversation with you because I think, for me at least, I've been able to see sort of the evolution of this modern woman, mother, um, through media, you know, seeing how you've really developed and grown and all the space that you are taking and I, there was a point in my, in this whole time that I just felt that the stay-at-home mom was kind of portrayed in like, I, I think what it was is like when we were seeing the stay-at-home mom and their stories, it was sort of, it was always like what we're losing. Mm. We're losing our independence. We're losing our, our bodies. We're losing our, 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 our freedoms. We're, we, we're losing and losing. And yeah, there, there is a lot of losing in certain ways, but there's also a lot of gaining. And I felt like that side of the story wasn't really being told. Yeah. And I love that because, by the way, we are, today's topic is... Stay-at-home mom versus working mom. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Are people going to hate us after this? No. I, get, okay. <laughs> I hope not. But we're just going to say it how it is. Because yeah. I think you are right. 
media has portrayed stay-at-home moms a certain way and working moms a certain way, and it almost divides us, right? Mm -hmm. It almost makes it seem like we're not supposed to be friends. Yeah. But you and I know that we can be friends. We're the perfect example. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have always identified as a working woman up until you had kids, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then what was it when once you had kids when you're like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. I want to be at home with mm-hmm. the kids. Well, the first thing I want to establish is that I come from some privilege, so I have the choice to stay home. So let's establish that we know that most a lot of women don't have that choice, mm-hmm. right? So I'm very grateful that I could choose. I think I always pictured my, like my trajectory, like I'm going to work my bum off until like mid thirties and like make my money, leave my mark in the world and then have my babies and stay home and like just disappear and just be with my family. Mm -hmm. Because my mom was a working mom and I love her and I appreciate everything she's done and all the sacrifices, but she wasn't around for a lot of things when I was growing up. And I definitely remember having those moments thinking like, oh, like all the parents, not all, but a lot of the parents are here for this and that at school. And like my mom wasn't. Again, she's one of my favorite people. So I don't have any sort of resentment or anything like that against her. I totally understand why she had to work. But I do remember thinking when I have a family, I want to be home, but I know I have to work for the first maybe 20 years of my life before Mm -hmm. I can have that choice. So, you know, I, that's kind of where I came from. So when I was faced with a decision to go back to work or stay at home full time, I just kept thinking back to those moments. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking back like, look, I don't have to be home all day, every day. But if there are situations where like my kids, I didn't want to be split, yeah. I guess. Right. And so that's it. I, I didn't know what the future held, but I knew that if I had a choice, I wanted to stay home and be like just with my children. So you almost saw your mom growing up and you're like, I don't really want to have this life. Like, I don't want to be like her, right? Yeah. I, in some ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the truth. Again, I, I appreciate that she worked hard and it was because of her that we were able to get a good education and all of those things. And she taught me, like, the truth is because she was always a working woman, she was so much in her power all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, there were there was a cost to that. And yeah. so... When I assessed, I was like, I don't know. I don't I I don't want that for my children. But was it hard for you because I remember for to put some co- thing like our conversation to context. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I have been friends for a long I don't time. know, like over a decade now, you right? You were like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was you were in college, yeah. I was in college. Yeah. We were, we were eating almonds for dinner. Yeah, we were very poor. <laughs> we're like, mm, almonds, these are great. <laughs> Look how far we've come. I know. We were we were dating guys that could buy us dinner basically back yeah. then. That was that was important. That was very, very important. <gasps> but we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah. And we all out of our friend group, like our three-person friend group, mm-hmm. we identified you as the career girl. You did. I and did. and you almost identified as the career girl, the career career woman. So it almost seemed like you would be the last person to have kids within our group. So we all know that the school year will be filled with tons of transitions given what we're going through currently. But whether your kids are going back to school or logging into a classroom from home, and as parents, it can be really time consuming to give your kids the extra help that they might need this school year. Well, here's a bit of help. Hands-on science and art projects you can get delivered right to your door. 
I was actually so surprised on how much I personally love this as an adult as well. So I've worked on many projects from KiwiCo with my oldest daughter, Chloe, but most recently I've done a project with my three-year-old daughter, Colette, and it was all about space. It was a space-themed koala crate. We made a sensory box full of felt shaped like rockets and stars and learned about space and tactile play. It was just so much fun. Then we decorated the crate using planet stickers and painted it yourself. I love that it was an easy enough project for my three I love that it was an easy enough project for my three-year-old to do on her own with a little bit of guidance from me. But what the most exciting part was is just the look in her eyes after she completed her first project. I will forever remember this moment. And now she's obsessed with the solar system. She keeps pointing to any objects in the sky asking if it's Mars. I just ordered her the baking and fractions project and the mini cake decorating one. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered right to your door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. They'll just be running to the door. You'll be really surprised as well on how high quality these materials are. And these are real engineering, science, and art projects for your children. You can now cultivate your child's curiosity and creativity with new hands-on projects every month. And look, I know it's hard sometimes to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's something for kids of all ages. Everything is shipped right to your door and there's no commitment so you can pause or cancel at any time. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects and build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart. Get 50% off your first month plus shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month, K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code BUMO. I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Annabelle Zisisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. So was it hard for you to actually let that identity go because you went all in like Mm -hmm. once you met your husband and you had the kid you're like I don't need to work anymore so I'm not but at some point where you're like oh I miss that who am I now yeah I think I mean and again I think some of the narrative like as a stay-at-home mom you lose a sense of self and sense of that I think some of it is true unfortunately you know there is a loss of, of of self I do see because like, this is what's funny. In my head, I always knew that when I had kids, I was going to stay home. The problem was that it happened like a decade and a half too early, right? Like I always saw myself as like a 37-year-old mom, you know, and like up until like 45, I was, yeah, I just, I don't know why I had that because I knew that I had to work that first decade of my life, Mm -hmm. right? So, but I kind of always knew like, and I hoped that when I had kids, I could stay home. I have to say the first five, four or five years were hard because I was having the kids. I was home. 
doing the whole like you know you know how it is the first three five years it's just it's a mess it's chaos I love that you just went like just this like, oh. or those of you that can't see Sarah right now she literally just like turned into a monster with no, her hair it's horrible it's just horrible it's horrible when there's milk all over you all day and there's vomit on you all day and you're like why am I doing this and I used to be cute and like yeah there was a lot of that a lot of moments of regret a lot of moments of like I don't have to I don't have to do this you know I'm an independent woman what am I doing there were definitely a lot of moments like that and there was a lot of moments of, of fear. I just, I, I'm in an industry where like youth is 99% of the component, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a very youth oriented industry. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to work again because I'm just getting older. And I did worry about that. I did worry that I was getting behind. I did worry about that. But I just, I just knew in my heart that I, I wanted to be home. Again, like, th- like connecting it back to my mom not being around as much. And then after those three first four years of like chaos, things change. You like things lift. Yeah. Right. And I'm so grateful that I put in those first four years because then I could sort of reap some of the benefits. Like, again, like we talk about all the losses as stay at home moms. You lose, you know, your career track. You, you partly, you lose part of self. You lose part of your body and all that. But you gain so much perspective, at least for me. I gained so much perspective. I think the greatest gift I got being a stay-at-home mom is children are so pure, are so innocent, are so full of wonder, are so captivated by the lid of this (laughs) bottle. And they're like, what is this? You know, they're so curious. With everything. With everything. And you get to actually appreciate that. You have the time to appreciate it. And that's the biggest thing for me. What what actually I've come to a conclusion that Mm -hmm. I've sacrificed a lot because I ha- I chose to work I, and I continue to work, is that I'm always in a rush. Yeah. I'm always on to the next thing. I'm always working on deadlines. I'm always yeah. working against time. So it's very rare for me to be like, huh, let me just sit here and just be so grateful for this moment where you're laughing about like my eyelashes <laughs> and like, you know, or like the stupidest, silliest thing. But yeah. That's a huge part of parenting, right? Yeah. Of those little moments that you totally forget about. Miss, yeah. But it, it's within the moment. That's where the magic happens. And I think for working parents, we lose that a little bit. But I've actually gotten a lot better given the things that I'm going through currently mm-hmm. where I have to remind myself like, oh my God, just sit here for a moment, even if it's five <laughs> minutes. So yesterday I was at the ranch. Um, by the way, our daughters, uh, they ride together at... Horsey camp. Yeah, horsey camp. And I was looking at the tree and the leaves started falling. Oh, and you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Stop it. I just met Nick. I don't want to cry in front of Nick. <laughs> Nick is our awesome producer, by the way. He's behind the, the glass. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the leaves are falling. I And it's not the fact that it was a beautiful moment, but it was the fact that I could recognize that something so small was right in front of me. Because, I'm aggressively nodding. Yes, <laughs> yes. She is aggressively like almost tearing and nodding in my face right now. And th- that that is the biggest difference is that when you're at home, and maybe not all stay-at-home moms That's either, because we, which we will talk about. Yeah. Because I know say, there are certain parents that are stay-at-home that, that are, are miserable. still equally miserable. Oh yeah, right? or yeah, or don't or miss those moments that you're describing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So 
even though I am still working, but because I am working from home and I have been kind of going through the spiritual awakening right now, I feel like I'm able to recognize those moments a lot better now. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about that though, because there are stay at home parents that are also like, for instance, we have a friend, Caroline, she stayed at home. She she was a working lawyer for a very long time. Then she stayed at home. And for then a like full, a like, magazine editor. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Magazine yeah. editor. And she stayed at home for, I think, two years. And she was going crazy. She literally went crazy. And she was like, I need to get back to work. And so there are people like her that I think they're they're kind of built to work and they want to work. And that gives them the energy that they need and the purpose a little bit, right? I agree. I think, I think it's about fulfillment is what I've realized, at least for me. It's like if you can be fulfilled at home with these like being the maid and being the chauffeur and being the nurse and, you know, for your little kids, then then cool, right? But if you're not fulfilled, then go work. You know, I'm like, go find fulfillment somewhere else. But I do want to say something. I think it's important to realize when you're asking yourself that question, mm-hmm. am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Because if you ask like years zero to five, you're going to be like, get me out of here. <laughs> but if you're asking that question to a parent who is like year four, five to 10, they're going to be like, I never want to work. Work is horrible. I will never want to go back to work because you've kind of done the dirty work the first five years. And I don't want to scare people and say five years because some people might think five years, that's a lot if you're like on year one. Well, well, well let me, let me back up there <laughs> because I have a, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So, okay. <laughs> so I, I want to say it's miserable for five years. It's miserable is a terrible but, word. But I think that it is hard for the first five years, but every year within those five years gets a little easier. The thing is like the first five years, you're doing these kind of like minute things, like mm-hmm. tying the shoe all the time and like wiping the butt and like picking up the cereal. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of these like chores, are, they become, what is the Monotonous. word? Like, monotonous and, and frustrating and boring. And like I, I would get like Caroline who has like a law degree. She's like, I didn't go to law school to clean you know, vomit all day or whatever it may be or schlep around kids all day. So I understand that. I can totally understand that. But I I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if you can get through that stage a little bit and understand that there's a light, a little bit of that at the end, or if you can be in those years feeling fulfilled that all you do is tying the shoe and picking up the thing. And like, if you can find some sort of fulfillment during that time, I think it's, it can be really rewarding. Mm -hmm. Now with the stay at home moms, I, this is another thing. Like Actually, my entire community is mostly stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you're my only working mom because like, I don't, I don't. Hang I don't out. know if I should. Be I don't hang out, or if I should feel very lucky to be your only working mom friend. You should feel offended. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're on different schedules. You know, yeah. we're on completely different schedules. We are spending time doing different things. We're like picking up cookies to take to the baseball game. You guys are like on magazines and things like that. We're like in such different tracks and kind of things that it's hard to connect, you know? And I think the only way that we've made it work is because we've had a friendship from before we had babies Mm -hmm. and husbands. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I think it's really hard. Like when I look at it now, it's hard to meet new friends Mm -hmm. that are not moms. On like a very deep level, like on a surface level, sure. Like we could talk about fashion and beauty and all of that. But on a very deep level, if it's a new friend, it's really hard to connect for me to connect with someone that's not a mom now, naturally. But can we talk a little bit about like the most frustrating times for you as a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, there are many. 
I love that one time that you told me something, which I took a little offense to it in the beginning, but I would love for you to <gasps> share one? that. Uh-huh. When, about the magazine. Yes. I mean, okay, I wasn't trying to, okay, so I was actually at the dentist for an appointment for my daughter. And that's when I saw the magazine, the beautiful pink background magazine from Parent Magazine. You were glam, like just like this beautiful glam look and like a, like a tight pink dress, I think, or khaki dress. And you were pregnant with um, your second baby girl and you were holding Chloe and you were just like, ah, oh, parents. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, to the next, I was like, that's my friend, Chris. Okay, let me tell you about Chris. And I was telling her, like, all these things about you to the lady, the stranger next to me who was like, like, okay. Okay. Right. And then I went home and I bought the magazine. I was so excited. I showed my husband, look at that. And then, like, I think after a few days later, I started to feel resentful. Mm. I started to feel like, what the hell? Look at this woman with, like, her perfect skin and, like, her perfect abs. Uh, not abs, but, like, thin body and, like, her perfect, like, right? And I'm like, like, she's in heels and, like, she's smiling. And what the hell is this? Throw it on the floor. Like, this is bullshit. This This is not parents. Well, no, I mean, it is a parent. You are a parent. You, You should be on that magazine. I think the issue I was having eventually, like, going through all of that was I felt that only the working mom was celebrated. Mm. Only the working mom gets to be on the cover of Parent Magazine. What about the stay-at-home moms? (laughs) Where's our magazine? And so I think that was the disconnect. I was like, okay, great. We need women at the front line of the digital world. We need women in boardrooms. We need women in the justice system, in the political world, in the in the in, you know, entrepreneurial world. Of course, 100%. I have a daughter. I just, I felt resentful that society was putting us again in some sort of like box where only like the super glammy, high-powered, high-demanding woman with a job gets to be interviewed and gets to be on the cover of the magazine. Mm. I think really that's what it was. I felt unseen. I felt hurt. And I felt like, shit, like I can do, you know, I just felt like, I felt like they were dividing us, like we said at the beginning of the podcast. I think that's a really interesting point because you just made me think about something, which is all of these high-powered positions get glamorized, they get talked about, they get written up about, they get photographed. But being a stay-at-home mom never really gets the attention, but it it is also a job, right? It is a job that you chose that as a mother to stay at home, and that is probably one of the most important jobs. So I I do understand why you're frustrated, especially on like on the the magazine that represents parenting, Parenting, right? Mm Yeah, it so wasn't, I do understand that. Yeah, I do understand that. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm going to play devil. But it's not to take away from you are a parent too. So we're not, it's like, it's not to take away from like your parenting style and like how you choose to mother. I just felt like over and over and over, we were only seeing like, you know, the Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like we were only seeing like a certain mother being mm-hmm. celebrated and glamorized and, and recognized. And I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. It's... I I would love, honestly, I would actually love to see a name, like, on a magazine that's, like, in her home, messy, just real motherhood. I think that would, because my first point argument was, okay, I do understand that, but on the flip side, on the magazine industry, they're thinking of, okay, what is going to sell? Like, how Mm -hmm. are we going to get these magazines off the shelves? We got to glam this person up. We got to get the 
you know, someone who has millions of followers, da, 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 da. and so they're thinking of it as a business perspective as well. But now that I think about it, and I'm talking about this out loud with you, mm-hmm. maybe going the polar opposite would actually get people's attention too, which is like showing something that is actually so real versus the perfectly you know, glamorized Styled. mom, yeah. right? I think so too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would definitely captivate a different audience, right? An audience that will relate to that image. Yeah. Because, I mean, to be honest, I didn't relate to that image. Yeah. I was just excited because you're on it and you're my friend and whatever. But I didn't relate to the glammed woman. And I try to keep it like relatively together. But even but even there, I was like, you're so stylized and so curated and way too happy. <laughs> way to be happy. Way, way too happy too to happy. be in heels. Yeah. yeah. And so, pregnant. Yeah. Again, but this this isn't to say like we shouldn't, you know, yeah. you shouldn't be celebrated and you shouldn't be in heels. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that for the past five, ten years or like this kind of new journey of what the modern mother is, it's like, does she always have to have like a high powered mm. job to to be worthy, to to have something to offer? I say No. I right? say, parents, put Mama Son <laughs> on your cover no, now. No, that's not what I'm saying. And if I am on the cover, I'm going to be super glammed up. <laughs> See, there you go. My question Such to you now, if you, if you were Such offered a an opportunity to be on the I want to be in a bikini. <laughs> you're like, forget what I said on this podcast. Give me the glam. Full force, glam, heels. I'm going to be naked. <laughs> yeah. I, don't need, I don't need clothes. Yeah, actually, I, I think I would do that. Yeah, but I think this all does divide us. And also something else we talked about before was, are these terms even relevant? Like stay at home mm-hmm. versus working mom? Mm-hmm. Because you were talking about how there's a ton of stay-at-home moms now that have side hustles. Yeah. Right? So are they still considered stay-at-home moms? They call themselves work-from-home moms. So because because the digital and I and I think you are actually somebody who has pioneered this Chris is creating opportunities in the internet web thing for women to have businesses whether it's you know like that Etsy version or you know just digital marketing or selling small products starting a small business where they can do from home I think most at least the women I've talked to they consider themselves more stay-at-home moms and then maybe, you know, like small business owners. But you, there has been, the internet has created a space for women who have chosen to stay home to have a side hustle, like you said. And so now things are kind of blurred. I mean, even like you, I'm going to throw you under the bus for a yeah. second. Because <laughs> okay. you call yourself a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. but you do get these fabulous gigs once in a while. I mean, maybe like once every two or three years, yeah. I get it. But... You're like working for two weeks straight or even sometimes a month straight, right? Yeah, that's true. So then technically, are you truly a stay-at-home mom? Like maybe 80%, 90% of the time, you okay. know? So Not the 99. Okay. 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 By the way, she's been in um, some amazing movies, uh, Searching being one of them. It was such a good movie, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah, that begs the question of, is, is, are these terms not living up to what they used to be? Right? I think I think that's I think that's a good point actually to make because I think that there's and even and, and you know to add another layer to that some of the stay-at-home moms maybe don't have even you know small side gigs like I do but 
are working in other capacities. For example, they're really involved with the school. They're really involved in their church community. They're really involved in the neighborhood community. And that is work. Like, you know, we, a lot of the stay-at-home moms, we carry the load of taking care of the community, right? Like we have that extra capacity to do that. And most of us do it happily, right? But it's work that is a little bit invisible, right? Like when there's a new baby in the neighborhood, we all get together and, you know, deliver meals or if there's... If somebody's in 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 need in we, labor, she will be there for you. I have just, seen Chris's yeah, hoo ha. She's, she's seen my hoo ha. She was the very first person to see my baby. Actually, I was. Yeah, I saw that baby's head before you did. Chloe, so, by the way. Yeah, I love that day. Oh my god, I was in a high for three days after I was. You like a period where you're like, I'm gonna do this for a living. I'm like, <laughs> trust me, girlfriend, you are not gonna want to do this for a living for other people. Yeah, it lasted two weeks. It's a lot being a doula. I mean, I wasn't like technically one ever, but I did get to experience three births yes. and it was pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I think you're that. right. I think you're I think the the lines are blurred. And now from for you too, like how does it feel you're working from home more? Yeah. I mean, quite literally, I yeah. am staying at home <laughs> yeah. right now. Right. I don't go to an office. Right. So from three PM on, once the kids are home, I'm mom. Like yeah. I don't really get to work. Yeah. So how does that husband, do you prefer that or do you prefer the the old way? Well, my schedule has dramatically shifted with some personal changes in my life right now. But for that reason, I feel like I'm much more of a present mom. Like when the kids are with me, I literally like from 3 p.m. on, I don't work. Like I do not work. So from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm just full-time mom. So do you, but do you like that or do you kind of not like that? Which is fine. I actually love it. Okay. Yeah. I actually really, really love it. Yeah. Now, would I love it if I, if that was the only thing I had to do? Mm -hmm. Probably not because I think it's in my blood. I'm the type of person that would probably be working until the day I die because Mm -hmm. I just love building. I love working. Yeah. And I think having both has allowed me to appreciate more one for the other. So because when I'm working, I miss the kids. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, when I have the kids, I'm like fully present. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm with the kids, sometimes I'm like, oh, like I, I miss working. Yeah. So when I'm working, I'm yeah. like so grateful that I get to work. Yeah. So I think having both has been really good for me. But I don't consider myself now just a working mom anymore. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, and I think that's to your point, is that the, the terms are not really relevant anymore. So We're just we, mothers. Should we just like ban those words now? Is that the conclusion of this episode? banned. Like we're all just moms. We're just moms, yeah. like trying to figure it all out. And, and to the other point, we, uh, earlier you were saying how like a lot of stay-at-home moms actually aren't present. To be honest, like mm. there, there is a category of stay-at-home moms that are resentful, maybe want to work or maybe just don't really enjoy the whole, I'm the nanny, I'm the cleaner, I'm the chauffeur, I'm like the cupcake maker thing about, you know, maybe they don't enjoy it and they feel trapped. So it's not, you know, I mean, it, like it's again, like the terms aren't um, helpful. They, they don't really, they're not identifiers yeah. anymore. And I think the only reason why we we oftentimes feel divided is because scheduling wise besides Mm -hmm. media it's also scheduling like naturally i cannot go hang out with Mm -hmm. a mom who wants to do a play date on a wednesday at like noon i mean obviously things are different when your kids get older because they're in school until like 3 p.m or whatnot Mm -hmm. but for the first five years i couldn't do majority of the things that a lot of these stay-at-home moms were doing Mm -hmm. and i felt like shit so i 
wanted to go find my tribe, right? And same thing for you guys, right? Like, you felt like you had to find people that were on kind of your same level. Yeah, on the same right? schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But then I think for you and I, it just it we've carved out time for each other outside of kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what has been able to tie us together, like regardless of, you know, your stay at home. And I'm, and we just got back from a New York trip, and that was oh, okay. amazing. That was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and we could do a whole other episode on just, like, finding time for your girlfriends, yeah. which I think we should. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think those terms, stay at home, working, they're just not that relevant anymore. They're not relevant. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and I think it's been so encouraging to see women on both, you know, paths really work. I think the biggest thing on perfectionism. I think... That was one of the traps I had as a stay-at-home mom that made me miserable for the first few years. Like, I'm like, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm like the good mom. So I'm now perfect. So mm-hmm. it, I was like caught in this like perfectionism game. Like, I I can do the play dates, right? I can do the pickups. I can be the referee in the soccer team. I can like bake the cupcakes for teacher appreciation week. Like, I was just, it, it it's, and I guess I'm I'm pointing this out because if you are a stay-at-home mom, like kind of the first three years, I want to tell you that you don't have to play the perfectionism game just because you've chosen to stay home. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Honestly, the first, when you became a mom, mm-hmm. I was very intimidated by your new, new self. Okay. Because I just felt like I would never live up to that. Like I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think you, you know what, you and I kind of went through a dry period. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little bit disconnected because I felt Mm -hmm. like I couldn't live up to everything that you were doing because you were literally the perfect mom. Like you were doing everything. Was it the breastfeeding conversation we had? It was breastfeeding. It was like it was it was just like you were at the school, you were doing the drop offs and the pickups and like you were you were just so, so present. And like even the meals, like everything organic and like, you know, and Honestly, now that I look back on it, I, I think I was being too hard on myself. First of all, it just reflects on myself and like what I want to be, but I couldn't be because I was working. Yeah. But then I just viewed you as like this perfect mom that mm-hmm. I could never be like. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that you you internalize it that way. But I was I think when I look back and now that I have friends coming into motherhood and I, I tell them. Do not be the Pinterest mom. Do Mm. not be the perfectionist mom. Do not be that mom. Because it's kind of a trap. It's not sustainable. You run yourself thin. And then you're like, I'm not, I don't even have a good job job. And I'm like, just like driving myself crazy. Because the kids, what they need, and that's the reason why you probably want to stay home, is that the kids just need your presence. They don't care that the cupcakes are from a store or you made them. They don't care if you look good or not. Like, they don't care about those things, right? Part of the reason to stay home is to be present for your children. But if you're busy with, like, all of these other things, like, scheduling all these things, then you are not present for your kids either. Do you either. feel like a lot of parents get the pressure from social media looking at things and being like, oh, that mom did this, and yeah. so this is how my birthday party for my kids should look like? Yeah. Or, you know, they're just always trying to one-up each other. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Do stay-at-home moms do that too? We do it all the time. Mm. And in like in each other's faces. Like, did you know my chicken is from this farm and I got it <laughs> delivered straight to my house, but it's been like in like a freezer and it has never been frozen. It is completely perfect. And I, and I fell into that perfectionism kind of crazy game. Yeah. And it's so stupid. I, I almost felt 
like embarrassed, not just you, but like with certain people to tell mm-hmm. them like, yeah, I feed my kids McDonald's. Yeah. Which yeah, I know I, you I, do too at times. Yeah. But like, but I think because we were all trying to build a certain persona of ourselves mm-hmm. of be, being this perfect mom. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That That's just bullshit, it's honestly. Stupid. It's, it's just stupid. Stu- yeah. It's such a waste of energy and mind space. Yeah. And then your kids don't care. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they, they just don't care. They want a mom where you can pl- she can play with you. They should eat something relatively healthy and then just, like, have a good time together. Like, yeah. And so I, I would say, like, if you're pregnant right now or you're kind of in that first stage, like, zero to three, just enjoy your kids. Because mm. the biggest thing I gained as a stay-at-home mom was eventually after I kind of was, like, this whole perfectionist game is stupid. I'm, I don't want to play it anymore. Is kids are so full of innocence and you can't find that anywhere else. Like you just can't find it. It, It's just not, it doesn't exist outside of that tiny, teeny period of childhood. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist. And I actually believe that it's part of this like circle of life thing that we all get to experience in our 20s, 30s, 40s, a moment in our life, whether you're the mom or the dad or any caregiver, innocence. Yeah. Purity, like curiosity, like because you you can't find it. Even like with the most, you know, generous and kind adult, they don't have it. Adults are, adults are like gross. You know what I mean? Adults are. They're trauma filled. They're, they're trauma filled. They're manipulative. They're calculated. They have agendas. They, they, they don't know left from right. They're stupid. Like kids are not. Kids are, everything is just. It, like intuitive yeah. and like if you take a little time like three four years to just be soaked in that I think it's it's really it's just it's 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 good it's yeah. like healing it's like present like you said and I also think just to kind of wrap up this conversation which I could talk for hours about but I think at the end of the day each side wants to be seen mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and respected and just kind of almost like pat on the back. Like for me, I just need a simple like, thank you for working so hard, right? Mm-hmm. I know you've sacrificed a lot. And same thing for you, right? Yeah. Like as quote unquote stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. um, like thank you for your sacrifice and like all that you've contributed to, to the community, right? Yeah. And sometimes that's all yeah. we want, at least for me. I don't know if that's the same for you. I think you're absolutely right. We yeah. just want to be seen and we don't want to be called just a mom, right? Like we don't, yeah. we're kind of over that, right? And I'm sure on the flip side, you guys don't want to be felt like, oh, just because I work doesn't mean I'm not a good mom. But that's also stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the guilt that a lot of working moms, I think, face is that, Am I lesser of a mom because I am working now? Yeah, and, that's and the fact is, it's not. Like right. we just have different schedules, mm-hmm. and you know. But our, I think, for the most part, our priorities are will always be our family and our of kids, course. right? Yeah. And we should all let mothers mother the way they want mm-hmm. and let them have choice. And then also to be able to support one another. Like, mm-hmm. I know for you and I have had conversations where you say things, or you've told me, well. You know, we, I do a lot of these community things and I want to help within the school because a lot of the working moms can't do that. And I'm happy to kind of support the school and the needs 
because some uh, parents are not able to, right? Yeah. And so recognizing that we all kind of need each other. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. To to become to have to live in a great community mm -hmm. and also to be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. So. Thank you for all that you do, Sarah. <laughs> thank you for being such a wonderful example for our daughters, Chriselle. Oh, thank you. Well, if you guys want to learn more about Sarah, where can they find you? Um, uh, on Instagram. On Instagram. I was going to like reveal my home address <laughs> are right you, now. Are you really going to invite people to your house? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, Party at not. Sarah's house. Oh no, it's not tidied up, so no. Um, <laughs> Uh, Instagram at Mama Son, M O M M A S O H N. All right, Ben. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for Bye. having me. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and it would mean the world to me if you took a second to rate, review, and follow. It really is the best way to support the show. And don't forget to head over to our Instagram for more parenting tips and inspiration at Bumo Parent. And if you guys are looking for high quality virtual education for your little ones, ages one through seven years old, make sure to check out at Bumo Brain on Instagram or go to www.bumobrain.com. We have a wide range of topics that your little ones will surely get so excited about from Dr. Kid to Chef Math to our foreign language program. We have all sorts of languages. Forbes called Bumo Brain the classroom of the future and it really is the best platform for early learners. Go to www.bumobrain.com to learn more.